This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Pet owners know how their pets make them happy, but a growing body of scientific research is showing that our pets can also make us healthy or healthier. That's the reasoning behind a new project funded by the National Institutes of Health that's focusing on keeping pets healthy and thereby increasing one's own health. We'll hear with more on all of this is Christina Pope. She's the director of Upstate's Health Sciences Library. Welcome, Christina. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. So what is this notion of a Healthy Pets Project? Tell us a little bit more about it, and why is an um, academic medical librarian developing these kinds of healthy pet workshops? Right. So health librarians are committed to doing what we can to provide health information to enhance the health of our communities. And we do that to, for our entire community, our students, our clinicians, our patients, and their family members. So health is a big thing for us. But as we go out in our community, we really see exhaustion. People are tired of listening to us, telling them how to live a healthier lifestyle, exercise more, eat better. So what we've discovered is that the top 10 things that go wrong with us are the top 10 things that go wrong with our pets. So in other words, the same health concerns that we may have really are experienced by our pets as well. Exactly. Give me some examples of that. So for example, um, skin allergies. So skin allergies are a real problem for us. And for our dogs, one of the the number one health concern for dogs really and for cats it's bladder and urinary tract disease so there are a lot of people who are probably listening who have had urinary issues well and if you've got a cat you know your cat's been having that too same thing how about things like diabetes yes diabetes is the number seven uh, health concern for cats right now Wow. Yeah, and I think it's a little higher up for people. Yeah. So in other words, what you're really saying is that there are really kind of concurrent health concerns in your pets as in mm-hmm. yourself, but that people are somehow uh, inured, turned off, oversaturated, what have you, with mm-hmm. health messages in the community. That's right. And that perhaps an, an, an alternative or a maybe more effective way to reach people and raise their health IQ mm-hmm. might be through their pets. Their pets. So we offer our workshops and we talk about these conditions and we draw the parallels. So if you are if we're talking about diabetes, you know, we will talk about nutrition as a manner of helping to control diabetes. Um, the same thing for urinary issues. Um, for skin issues, you know, we'll talk about, again, nutrition and different types of skin care because a lot of the things that you would do for your pet are the same things that you would do for yourself. So is it kind of like a backdoor approach? It is a backdoor <laughs> approach. It is. We are trying to be a little sneaky here yeah. um, to encourage people to, in our jargon, learn those transferable skills and hope that they stick. And... The other thing that I, we discovered is the number one place for people to go to to look for health information about themselves, it's PubMed. It's free, and it's uh, funded by the NIH and the National Libraries of Medicine. 
Well, they have a whole section on pet health. Who knew? So if you learn how to search it for your pets, the same skill applies to yourself mm. in looking for the information. And un- unfortunately, all too often we take we take much better care of our children or our pets than we do of ourselves. Yes. So that's kind of that whole notion of mm-hmm. trying to transfer those that knowledge and perhaps turn it back and apply it to our exactly exactly so if you know if you were offering two workshops both on nutrition and one is how to get a great pet food for your dog or cat versus nutrition for you which one are you going to go to very interesting and so how did the NIH get involved in all of this I mean you alluded to the fact that they Mm co-sponsored the the PubMed site and all of that Mm -hmm. but you know, it sounds like there's obviously been some research supporting these, this whole notion for them to undertake something of this nature. So the NIH provides funding for the National Libraries of Medicine. And so what I did when we were looking at this idea is I approached our local region, it's the Middle Atlantic region of the National Network for the Libraries of Medicine, and I asked if they would be willing to fund us. And I put a proposal together, and they said yes. So, so is this unique to currently to this region? It is unique to this region. Um, to my knowledge, there is no one else in New York State right now doing something like this. And there is a lot of interest in it. Um, as we speak in my professional organizations and we do these workshops, people are coming to us and saying, how could we replicate this for our community? Because with this funding, it's free. There are no charges um, for participants to come. It's just a matter of getting the workshop in the right location for the right group of people. And as I said, there has been research that really has supported this notion that a healthy dog makes for a healthy owner kind of idea. I mean, that's a simplification. but Yes. Very, very interesting. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with Health Sciences Librarian Christina Pope. We're talking about the Healthy Pets Project. So, in fact, this is NIH-sponsored. Are there other Mm -hmm. people helping with this in terms of the sponsorship? Have you been able to garner a wider range of support? There are. So as an academic medical librarian, we're great at finding people information. <laughs> I'm sure. But research is your thing. Research is our thing. Um, but, you know, how does it really link to pets? You know, not our specialty. So I reached out to the Veterinary Medical Center of Central New York, and they are providing all of our veterinary pet information. And so... They provide sort of one half of the presentation, and then, as I said, we parallel that to the people information. So give us a feeling for how this works. So you have workshops. Mm -hmm. Are they over a period of time? Is it a one-shot deal, you know, six weeks? I mean, how does it it work and what takes place? Give us a feeling for it. Right. So we have a a variety of workshops. Uh, So we have our basics workshop, which is just a little bit about everything, how to be a more prepared, better prepared pet owner. And we talk about nutrition, and we talk about diabetes, and we talk about nail care and skin care and exercise, exercise. yes, all of these things, and again, make that linkage back to people. Mm -hmm. And then once we had our first workshop, we had so many questions, we quickly understood that we were going to have to have more than one 
type of workshop. So that's where nutrition came from. And so we have a whole separate workshop. It's a 90-minute workshop on nutrition. The basics is three hours. Okay. Um, so there'd be a preliminary one that you might choose to go to mm -hmm. that's three hours. Yes. And then you could subspecialize, so to speak, if you had more questions to just yes. go to a 30-minute, you mm -hmm. said? 90 minutes 90 for minute nutrition. 90 minutes on nutrition. Three and, for the basics. And are there others as well? We, we do have a few that are ready to go and uh -huh. a few that are under development. Um, so we have the basics in nutrition, and we have a winterizing your pet. Uh, we also have a subtopic that we've developed on Lyme disease. Several of our communities are really interested in that, so we have a little module that we can add in. Um, because of the partnership between the vet practice and the libraries, myself and Fayetteville Free Library is also a partner right now, um, when people have a special interest in their community, we can add those in. Um, and as you said, this is free to the public. It is free to the public. How do people find out about the schedule for when these are taking place and sure. where they take place? Mm -hmm. So right now, they are taking place in our area libraries. Fayetteville Library, uh, the Liverpool, Betts, um, out in Canastota. The best place to look for upcoming workshops is our Facebook page, of course, The Healthy Pet Project. You can find us on Facebook. If a workshop is not convenient to you, all you need to do is contact us and we will work with you to get that workshop into um, your library or some other place that is more convenient. Are you attempting in any way to measure the outcomes of this project? I mean, it would seem to me if you're getting national yeah. health funding, mm -hmm. often they ask, well, what have you done with Does this money? Does it really money? work? Yeah. <laughs> have you really made any, you know, have you made any progress mm -hmm. here? So are you attempting to do that? And if so, how? So we do measure satisfaction with the workshops, um, the instruction, the information that's provided. Do you think you will be able to use this information uh, for your pet, for yourself? So more like a questionnaire. Uh, more like a satisfaction questionnaire. Uh, it is intriguing to uh, consider that we could do sort of a pre and a post. Uh, that is an entirely different level of funding. So in other words, to do a pre-test, so to speak, mm -hmm. and a post-test, it would be more on health information, where, what the individual knows beforehand and then after? W well, you, we could do that. We could do a pre and a post. Um, but you could also do a pre and a post on your own individual health. I see. Or your own health practices. Mm -hmm. So after, um, before attending the workshop, what are your nutrition practices. Mm -hmm. How do you go to the grocery store? How do you read labels? Mm -hmm. After the workshop, did that change the way mm -hmm. you read labels for your pet, but for yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds very sound. Is yeah. it something you think you might undertake? You said it requires more funding going forward. Of course, more funding. <laughs> uh, we might. Mm -hmm. um, the Our funding uh, agency is interested in funding us for a second year. Oh, great. So that might be something that we can bring into it. Well, just at the bottom line, Facebook page, Facebook page, Healthy Pets Project. Healthy Pet Project. That's Healthy Pet Project. Pet, yeah. That's the way to find out mm -hmm. more information about it. And I want to thank you so much. It's very, very intriguing and very interesting, this whole backdoor notion that somehow you will really reach people more mm -hmm. effectively and more um, efficiently in a way by getting them focused 
more on the health of their pet and yes. therefore keeping themselves healthier. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in. My guest has been Christina Pope. She's the director of Upstate's Health Sciences Library. I'm Linda Cohen, and you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air.